are we fighting for? I've run out of ways to say that I'm so sorry It's never too late, so let's start over Are we crazy for falling back in love? Or can I hold you close tonight? I can sing your favorite song You know the one by Billy Joel Hi, I'm Alan Altman. And I'm Dave Juskow. And this is Billy Joel A to Z. Billy Joel, he wrote so many songs. Some fast, some slow, and some go on too long. All the hits and hidden gems, even the turds, it ends at Z, not A. With your friends Elon and Dave. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another outstanding episode of Billy Joel A to Z. Today, we have the absolute pleasure of talking to an exceptional singer, songwriter, and musician who was just listed a few weeks ago with his new song, Grammy, as one of the 10 cool new pop songs to get you through the week. He also only plays about 10 instruments, so that's okay. And all we, we usually have guests that play over 11. AJ, I'm sorry, but um, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Uh, but the most important reason he's on this show today, as well as being a super cool guy and very handsome, uh, sorry about that. I can't help myself, uh, is that he um, wrote a song entitled Billy Joel, which unless he's insane, signals to us he's a huge Billy Joel fan. His new song is dropping at midnight. As the kids say, dropping at midnight on March 4th. It's entitled Nobody. Please welcome to the show for the first time, musician A.J. Smith, everybody. Hello, A.J. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Thank you. That was great. I need to like take you guys around with me everywhere. So, Well, we, <laughs> we'd like that, too. We'd obviously like to see you live. You just told us that you are now. I, I thought you were, you know, we live in the city, in New York City. And now you just said you're down in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you just before we uh, you know started recording said that you are living there for a little bit because they're trying Nashville in itself is trying to build a, a, a pop scene that's different than it's known for, which is country music. Yeah, um, it's it's really interesting. The the industry, I think, you know, in part because of the cost of living in New York and L.A., which have kind of traditionally been those powerhouses, is just getting higher and higher, and a lot of artists. Are, are migrating away from those. And COVID certainly accelerated that um, when, you know, arts were completely dried up, you know, Broadway being closed and for so long and everything. Um, and so Nashville, um, there's several major labels now that are starting to even move headquarters there from LA or from New York. Um, and they still keep the offices in, you know, um, in New York and LA, but, you know, Atlantic, for example, has a new GM, um, that is based in Nashville, Steve Robertson. Um, and like, and there's several others as well. I think BMG and, and a bunch of other, you know, big powerhouses in this industry are saying, Hey, Nashville is not just country. There's really amazing songwriters here that, um, there's been a lot of crossover hits country is even starting to move a little bit more pop in a lot of ways, or at least, you know, the bigger songs. Uh, well, so, that's why I'm getting upset about cool. Dolly Parton being, intru- you know, indu- inducted possibly into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which, of course, makes no sense <laughs> to me. But uh, I'm going to let it go. I will tell you this, AJ. I was in Nashville. It's so funny. Every story I have takes place in the 80s. 
Uh, so you told me you were living in a story and I hate a story because I used to live there in the eighties. It was disgusting. It's much it's better now, but it, you know, the memories up here are always back then. And I was in Nashville in the eighties where it was gross. <laughs> it wasn't gross. It was just being constructed to what it is now, which is great and gorgeous yeah. as I've seen. Yeah. And that really does look like fun, but it wasn't like that when I was there. It was all construction. And uh, the only place that was, getting a makeover at the time was the Grand Ole Opry and everything was yeah. just taking place there. And now it's expanded. And as Billy Joel says in nowhere, man, they've got the sports franchise and uh, the major attractions as uh, yeah. was- no man's land. You said nowhere, man. Oh, what did I say? Oh, I said <laughs> nowhere, man, I- the Beatles song. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I meant no man's oh. land. Yes. I was thinking of his new song, nobody then nowhere man. And then no man's yeah. land. So I got all confused. Because we just did the song Nobody Knows But Me. And then I got confused about that mm. too, because your new song, Nobody's Coming Up. But let me I'm gonna ask you the ultimate question. I'm just gonna I am I'm gonna assume this is okay. Your girlfriend, who I'm just assuming you're still with, I don't know. Fiance now, actually. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Great. Because then I would have felt like an idiot. How does this <laughs> move work? She's a Broadway star. How does yeah. this move to Nashville work for her? I saw her I on will. Broadway, I think. She was in Anastasia and she was in that tour as well. Um but I mean, if you've seen West Side Story, she was in that movie. Um, the movie as was well. a Spielberg. Movie. Um, really? Spielberg. Yeah. Um, yeah, that guy's so all right, she, Spielberg. Yeah, he's he's a pretty <laughs> decent uh, director. Little, Made a little, little coin known, in the business. Yeah, Oscar he's, nominated. He's this carved year. out a nice uh, little section for himself. <laughs> we'll see what he does with that career. You know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, she's she's in that. She's in the dance at the gym scene. Uh, she was one of the Jet Girls. Her name is Sorella in the, in the movie. She was supposed to have. Um, some speaking scenes later on as well um, that, I mean, you know, the story is really mostly about the jet guys and the, um, and the shark girls. And, you know, I guess the shark guys too, with, you know, the, so, you know, the, the jet girls aren't featured as prominently in it, but um, I mean, talk about getting to be part of something huge. So, and but so, so because she's mostly in touring stuff, moving, did she move to Nashville with you or are you? So saying- she did move to Nashville with me. Yeah. Okay. Cause that's okay. Um, I mean, Cause she's been in- together. Five a years, long time. Five and a half. Yeah. A while. Um, Her name is Brianna Abruzzo, right? Abruzzo. Abruzzo. Yeah. Abruzzo. Yeah. And we have um, to bring her up because it's possible that the song you wrote, Billy Joel, was inspired by dating her and meeting her parents. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, AJ met his, her parents who are big Long Island, Billy Joel, and couldn't make me happier Mets fans. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to see if uh, I'm in her. I'm in her dad's office right now. Um, oh, you're in her parents' down in house. Florida. I'm yeah. Oh. I'm visiting. Her dad retired and moved down to Florida. Um, and he's got a lot of Mets memorabilia and New York Islanders that. all on the wall in his office right yeah. now. So, a lot yeah. of losers. Hey, shut up. <laughs> Elon's in a Yankees fan and we always have a problem. Well, with you that. know, I it was funny. I was like on the train to go and meet the family for the first time, and I was like. And you know, she was like, "Oh, you know, they know that you'll get along fine. They're Long Island guys. They love the Mets. They love Billy Joel. They love the Islanders." Like, and I was like, "Okay, uh, I don't know anything. I'm not. A, I'm not a big baseball guy. I'm more of a football guy." Um, and so I was like, oh, "Let me Google how did the Mets do? Oh, they just lost in the playoffs. <laughs> and it was like the first year they had made it back into the playoffs in a while. Like this was, I don't know, like five years ago, right, or something like that." I, and I was like, okay, I'm not going to bring that up. That's going to be a sore subject at dinner. Well, you know, they, um, I think about five, six, they were in the World Series. Yeah, I think it was maybe they probably just when you lost met, the World yeah. Series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something like yeah, but that. But AJ, uh, you're so far. I mean, obviously, you're, we're, we're, you're very good looking. 
but it's funny. <laughs> I mean, you, it's have, like have you mentioned that yet, Dave? I don't know. If so I know well, the reason I say it is because he went to the parents' house and they love Billy Joel, and he just gets on the piano and starts playing all these Billy Joel songs. It's like it's it's not even necessary for a guy like that. That's something I would need to impress the parents, you know. So this guy gets on the piano, just sing, plays and sings Billy Joel songs all night. The parents are all in whatever he wants. If you want to marry our daughter, we're OK with that. <laughs> no, you're wrong. When you're when you're a good looking guy, the parents don't trust you. So he had to do stuff like that. See, I can't that's, think that's that way. That's a great point. That's oh, a great point. Two, two great yeah. guys, two guys with great hair are saying that. How dare you? I understand. <laughs> you're absolutely right. I see. I don't think in those terms. <laughs> but that's yeah, no, very I mean, impressive. But it, was, it was so fun. You know, we 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 were singing along and then like her brother even was like, hey, do you know Rupi Rack? And I'm like, I, I actually didn't. I wasn't super familiar with, you know, Billy Joel catalog beyond some of just like the you know, Piano Man and Vienna and like some of the, the big hits. Right. And uh, and so he like pulled out his phone. He was like playing it for me. And I was like trying to figure it out on the piano. I ended up sort of figure. I mean, without not perfectly, because it's, you know, pretty ragtimey, you know, which is kind of yeah. hard to do by ear. But, but um, you figured out yeah. a, a version of Root Bear yeah. by just hearing it once. And I hate you so much. That is so <laughs> I am so jealous. That's amazing. Oh, how can I, we always say, I mean, how do you think Christy Brinkley, uh, you know, meets Billy Joel? He just he's just playing on the piano. And who wouldn't just be like, oh, my God, this is unbelievable. I mean, you just you fall for that. You know, it's it's fascinating to watch. It's it's a real talent and the best. But uh, yeah, was, so then I guess the question is, did you write the Billy Joel song after you met her? And was that what yeah. the song kind of came to fruition? So I, um, I wrote in my, I keep it like a running list of titles of songs that I want to write in my, or concepts or starts of lyrics. If I come up with something in my phone and, um, I wrote at, at the top of that list, I've moved everything else down and I wrote, I want to write a song called Billy Joel after like, I put that in on the train ride back to the city, just because that, that moment meeting her family and all of that. And I think that was one of the first moments too, when I was like, I'm going to marry this girl. I mean, I already wow. had that feeling even before that, but I was like. I'm going to marry this girl. So then I was uh, doing a writing trip up in Toronto with um, with a really good friend of mine who's gone on to, I mean, at the time, like neither of us had done anything. Now he's moved on as a producer and he's like, he's had a cut with Maroon 5. He did like the Juice World album, like all, a lot of stuff in the hip hop scene that is really blowing up for him and everything. And it's, it's pretty crazy. Like we, I, I told him, I want to write a song called Billy Joel you know, we pulled from both of our personal stories and everything. And I told him, you know, Brianna's favorite song is Vienna. And so like, there's a lot of lyrical allusions um, within yeah. my song um, and some small little piano. When I play it live, I have this extra little piano motif that I do in there to sort of allude, but like not, you know, completely rip off just because people will always ask me, so what's the song What's the song? And I, I didn't tell anybody for like a year, but then I was like, oh, I'll just tell you it's, it's, Vienna. it's her favorite song. Um, yeah, I was going to ask you that because yeah. it's like, it reminds me of like the Tenacious D song tribute where it's a song about hmm. the greatest song in the world, but in the studio version, there's not a lot. It's about uh, Stairway to Heaven, but there's like yeah. very, very slight references, but in the live versions, you hear it like super a lot. And so was yeah. that like a choice for songwriting purposes to not put bits of Vienna in the actual version yeah. of the song? Yeah. So Billy Joel um, doesn't get his fingers on your songwriting royalties. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wasn't thinking of it that way, but you know, I, <laughs> to me, I was thinking like, um, you know, everybody has that favorite song of theirs that they would dance to in the kitchen or something like that in order to pull them close. And that's also why I didn't you know, like go crazy on the Billy Joel rhyme or like really try to be like, 
oh, you know, that piano man, or, you know, like that, um, that Long Island, the King of Long Island. I didn't put anything like that in the lyrics, you know, I kept it. There's some musical motifs and certain that are maybe inspired and, and certain lyric choices that are maybe inspired, but a little bit more subtle. So then that way, you know, if you're listening to it and you, maybe it's not even a Billy Joel song, maybe it's somebody else that you and your partner um, reconnect over after a, a tough time um, or, you know, just that's your song. I wanted people to be able to insert their own song into that. And then that's I what... didn't rhyme with Billy Joel intentionally. Like I, I remember like when I put it out, like somebody commented on YouTube, like couldn't even come up with a rhyme with Joel. And I'm like, <laughs> I, dude, I, I... Soul full, like I can yeah. go off all day. Like, here's know? 10 like, examples. Shut up. <laughs> I think that's yeah. what makes the song really interesting is that it's not a Billy Joel song, it's just about that you connected with this uh, person about Billy Joel, and that's what makes it great. And, folks, if you don't know, Billy Joel approves this song. He tweeted and he's like, Wow, uh, thank you for paying homage. And if, if I have my facts straight, he invited you to open for him. At MSG yeah. and then COVID hit. So, then, you know, yeah. oh. <laughs> like, oh, I'm yeah. so sorry. So I it can't... hasn't happened yet, but you know, maybe one day. AJ, that's that's amazing. I mean, how exciting is that that he asked you? And of course, you'll be able to play that song in MSG. Are you kidding me? That would be God. That'd be something I, else. That would be gold. Like, wow. I mean, you know, like he. um So he sent an email. This is the first time that I could say like my people got in touch with or like his people got in touch with my people or anything. Right. I only just got people like I have management and stuff now and and a a publicist. And right now it's like very limited what we do. But so his publicist, Claire, um, got in touch with my publicist in order to send an an email. He he said, hey, thank you for for the song. I just like love your voice and like would um, would love to have you play a couple shows with me sometime if that's something that you would be like open <laughs> to and i was something like that and i was like <laughs> let me think about that right 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 when were those dates again you know because like, oh, i'm busy I on... to check my calendar yeah <laughs> i gotta do the a to z podcast not gonna work for me <laughs> wow that's and, amazing um, yeah. and let me just tell you something else if you don't know aj and you'll get to know him after this because you'll want to see he makes amazing videos as well your videos are really good. You take time with them. You put effort into it. And this Billy Joel video is is great. I mean, it's just mostly at the piano. But this is the brilliance of AJ. And we talk about this all the time a lot, right? We always say Billy Joel would have to be a genuine idiot to be dating a Christy Brinkley and not put her in music videos at the time, right? I mean, you'd really have to be, uh, uh, oh, I don't want to use my girlfriend. I mean, music videos were known for having hot girls. You want to use the hottest girl at that time in a video. And AJ is no fool. He uses his Broadway girlfriend in his video for at least cooler. And that's such a great video. And it's so good because, you know, you're, you're making this video about cool, about like nerds at the, and it's at the drive-in and stuff. So there's a, there's a whole backstory to it. And, but you tell both sides and that's old school video making. And I loved it. And I loved the fact, why wouldn't you use your ridiculously talented girlfriend to be in a music? She's amazing. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, she's fantastic. She's unbelievably talented. Um, you know, I feel like, why would I cast somebody else? Opposite <laughs> exactly. Me? You know, right. like, that's just, 
stupid. <laughs> well, a lot of people I, are like that. And they're like, oh, honey, I don't want to mix. But, but I'm like, no, this girl, I mean, she's a major talent. And uh, why yeah. wouldn't you, you, you know, if you, you have it's, it's the Christy Brinkley thing all over again. So we like that you're pulling the Billy Joel, the smartness <laughs> and your videos are really, really good. They're really great. And your music is so in a, in a way in Billy Joel, because you have different musical kind of vocals that you use a lot. Like uh, my new favorite song is Misfits. I think that's what it's called. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's an old one. I Live, that one actually, I was thinking about re-releasing it maybe. It might seem like we're misfits, they were different. Or, it's or great. Really cool. Just because, you know, you grow, your voice gets better. Um, you know, I, I've actually always been really self-conscious about my voice, which is funny because Billy has said the same thing in interviews um, about, you know, when he first and everything like that. And like, I was really self-conscious about it. I feel like now I'm maturing and I'm figuring out how to sing better and everything like that. And when I, so when I listened to Misfit, like I'm, I love that you love it. When I listen to I it, it, I'm like, oh, I could do that so much better. <laughs> Oh, I can like, understand. Oh, I got to re-release it. <laughs> Are you yeah. going to release albums like, you know, as a whole? Because I know you release songs one at a time, and I guess that's the way it's done. I just wonder if anybody in this day and age releases a full album anymore. I so I mean, spoiler alert a little bit. I mean, it's, you know, I've written, I mean, hundreds of songs, right? But I've I've specifically narrowed it down to, I think, 17 or so for a full album project which would include some, some of the songs that are already out that I've been releasing, including Cooler. I, I was even thinking I might as well have Billy Joel on there as well. Um, it's yeah. called Delusions of Grandeur tentatively right now. And I mean, it's got song titles like Cooler, like Nobody, Drama, Better. A lot of like these one word grandiose types of titles all fitting together in this I one concept. I noticed that too. Your, all your titles are one word. I like that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I like Granny. That. I mean, at least for this project. Yeah, Granny right. would be on there as well. You know, because that's sort of the concept of this one. I, I wrote a song called Academy Award, um, which <laughs> is not about winning an Academy Award. It's actually the only song I've written where the title is in the verse and not in the chorus. And it's just about like mental health type things. You know, I've, I've the concept is I'm so good at faking smiles. I could win an Academy Award on like a on a rough day. You know what I mean? Um, Are you and, going to write Emmy and Tony as well so you can? have the you know i i quadrilogy I is that what should, right yeah you, and, yeah, yeah, and tony are like um after brenda right. and eddie it's just a it's your version of scenes <laughs> from an italian restaurant yeah and me and tony were the popular stars. <laughs> yeah, yeah because I mean, if we yeah, if we didn't mention like john williams is, is one of those right like um that has the i think they called it egot egot there it is yeah. yeah yeah but aj has a song out now called grammy which is about if I have a, I think it is about your grandmother and about the Grammys. Is it not, or just a, a little bit of both? It's a little uh, bit of you both. Know, like what's the, what's the popular thing now? Everybody's like, oh, you got to manifest the future that you want, right? And so I, I, I would have called it Granny if it was just about my grandma, right? But I was like, you know, I'm going to call it Grammy, but I'm not going to make it about oh, I'm going to win this award one day or something. Because like, how stupid would you look too if <laughs> you didn't? And and at the end of the day, it's also kind of almost saying, you know at least to me, 
that award, the, the awards aren't what you do this for. And you would never get there anyways, if it weren't for your support system and, and for your fans. And like my grandma's, you know, she's the one who shows up to my shows wearing merch. She doesn't care if she's the Aww. oldest person in the audience, you know? My grandma brags about me out of church. Every day. It's always been this way ever since birth. She goes to every Sunday service wearing all my merch. Cause Grammy knows how hard I work. that's that's my grandma and you know I, she's getting up there she's 81 now and my my grandfather's had a couple of strokes and there i wanted to make sure that i i kind of immortalized her in a song um and then my other grandma i this is the first song that i have ever used spanish in because i don't really speak spanish but um i'm part i'm quarter cuban um and my other mom yeah, you can my, tell my, by your last name smith <laughs> i know right <laughs> um yeah, no, that's basically two generations of, of Cuban Americans marrying super white people. <laughs> and that's Clearly. how you get this. Um, and, uh, but you know, like my, my mom's mom, she has Alzheimer's now. And, um, you know, there's a lot of things that I can't really talk to her about. And Spanish was lost. And, and so I, I, I also reference her. But, and it's funny because my dad's mom is actually named Anita, but she's not Cuban. Um, and then my, my mom's mom um, is Cuban. So then I, I call her my, Pequena Abuelita, which is sort of like a term of endearment, my my little grandmother. Yeah, so that's the first time I've ever used Spanish in the song, too. That's fantastic, because yeah. I know that you, I think, had, would you, were, were you like a Navy engineer uh, <laughs> and something? And it's like, usually the family would not support you living this ridiculous dream, which, of course, is panning out, but because you're doing this work that can provide you you know, support and, you know, parents usually hate that. So it's wonderful that you have all the support. Yeah. It's, um, family. It's hard. You know, like I, I remember actually when that decision time came, you know, I, I'd, I'd gotten a full scholarship to Johns Hopkins to study electrical engineering. And I would be able to continue my work with the U S Navy where I'd had an internship and everything at the Naval research lab. And, um, and then I simultaneously got a, got a scholarship to go to NYU and study music. And I mean, talk about two completely divergent paths and not really sure which one to take. And I was in orchestra at the time. And it's, it's actually really interesting that then the piece that we were performing that around the time that I had to make this decision was the orchestral suites to West Side Story, oh, um, wow. which now my fiance is in the, that movie. And so I'm, I'm sitting there on the stage and we get to the end of the piece and I'm playing violin in the, in the orchestra. And I, I, I started just crying on the stage. I was like, how could I not go and take, like, there's so much music in my body that I need to put out into the world. How could I not do that? And so I, I, I made that decision and I, and I went to NYU and the rest is history. I, I think I saw that you say every day starts off, you get some coffee and then you just start waking up and singing and making up songs yeah, to, your, to your dog, right? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I mean, even on even on this most recent tour, when I didn't have my fiance and dog with me, I uh, I would go have a coffee in the morning, do do some, you know, catch up on emails and everything like that. And I would let my drummer sleep in and then I would go into the come back into the hotel room and I'd be like, good morning, Drew. <laughs> like a little, You're the worst roommate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he would be like, 
I hate you, but also that's like a really sweet way to wake up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'd be like being Billy Joel's roommate. It'd be like, what do you think of a song called Only the Good Die Young? Shut up. I'm trying to sleep. All the, you, <laughs> you know, know when you're that's hilarious because Drew and I started writing a song called um, uh, On Tour, like in the car, and it's going to be called um, We're All Gonna Die. So... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the best yeah. if your roommate gets mad at you and it's like, you know, he told me about that song and I told him to get out of my room. And uh, I've always been upset about that. <laughs> like, I should have been yeah. nicer to him. I didn't know he was going to make it. <laughs> yeah. uh, <ooh>. ah. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. so, so awesome. Yeah. So you, you, you play 10 instruments. What's your favorite one to compose on? Mm. I mean, I think the piano is the most versatile because especially now, you know, with MIDI and everything like that, I can, I can turn it into any instrument. So probably that when I'm writing, but lately I've been, I've been on such an electric guitar kick. And I think that's just because a lot of my stuff is now evolving into being a little bit more alt rock version of pop um, because you know, yeah, there's like the, the cool synthy things. And I love playing synths and everything like that. Don't get me wrong um, in pop music, but I've just been really inspired to play live instruments on stage. And so if I'm not playing at the piano, I want to have that guitar because I mean, also the piano is like, it's amazing. It's an amazing versatile instrument, but there's like a, a barrier between you and the audience, right? When, when you're sitting at the piano and when I'm playing my guitar, I just feel so much closer to everybody. Um, yeah. That's so, why we, yeah. you know, Billy Joel finally got a revolving piano because, yeah, he's always <laughs> behind the piano. You want to see the guy on the piano. You want to see. They used to say that about Karen Carpenter all the time. She was drumming. She didn't want to like you got to step up front. It's what yeah. the people want. So that's, I guess, yeah. the question when you're touring, you're usually playing the guitar so you can be up at front with the with the audience. Yeah. And then, you know, like so what I did with this last one, it was a two person tour. So. Um, I pre-recorded some track stuff and then I did some looping. And so I would like start a song on the bass and singing, put the bass down. That's now looping through with some other stuff. And the drummer is like queuing up some tracks and then I would go and switch over to the keyboards and I have like a couple mic stands around the stage. So that way I can hop <laughs> from one thing to the other, you know? Um, and so that, like, that was super fun. You're way too talented. So you're like a one man band, basically. You're like, all right, this is started. This is looping. Now I'm doing yeah, this. He's like, like, he's like the Bob Dylan with the with mm -hmm. the, the symbols on his knees. Right. Exactly. Yeah. We got to <laughs> see this guy live. Adrian, where are you? Are you performing live somewhere soon? I mean, I know you're coming out of COVID. I mean, we'd love to see you. And so I mean, I'm business. I'm hoping to find out my like festival schedule and everything like that within the next couple of months. Um, I'm not sure yet. So right now we're, uh, you know, we just wrapped up this one tour. And I'm waiting to hear from my agent on what the next dates are. So, uh, but the best way to find out is to go and join my mailing list or something like that on, on, uh, AJSmithMusic.com. Hey, plug. right. <laughs> and also just quickly, uh, we're not quickly, uh, you opened for the Eagles at the beacon here mm -hmm. in the city. Uh, cause yeah. you, were you working with Glenn Fry at the time? I was. And then yeah. he invited you like Billy Joel did to open for the goddamn Eagles. That's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, um, that was really incredible. Um, and so like Glenn, his daughter went to NYU. So I guess what was her name? Small it. fry. Thank you. folks. <laughs> I'm going to good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs> there you go. Sorry. Um, I, I couldn't help myself. Problem, Mike. Um, yeah. So Taylor went to NYU and I guess as you would do when you're, you know, one of the like most successful songwriters or whatever of all time, yeah. you go and you, you're like, okay, yeah, you're doing acting. Uh, cool. I'm going to go and tour the music department. 
And um, I guess he came in and he was talking with um, Phil Goldston, who heads up the songwriting department. He wrote, um, you know, Save the Best for Last and a bunch of other big songs. He did a bunch of stuff for Celine Dion too. And like, right. um, so he was my my main teacher at NYU. And and he got to talking with Phil about, hey, do you have any like students that are, are writing cool stuff? I want to hear it. And, um, and Phil played him my my song. He played him, I guess, a bunch of songs and, and he picked like three students that he wanted to like really work with. And um, we put together like a little three person band. And then we opened for the Eagles at the beacon and like, we each played, like we backed each other up on oh, an original song for each person, which was, that's which was really wild. Um, amazing. I saw their, uh, I guess the final tour with him before he passed away. That's amazing. Is we, I, you know, him and Don Henley used to have trouble all the time together. I'm assuming you're going to tell me he was a, a terrific guy. Cause it doesn't sound like a, an evil person would put something together like that for people. He was, he was incredible. I mean, I, you know, I, I think that you know, documentaries and like that kind of stuff that they, they go and they pull up and people can take sides and like all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, like honestly, being on the road is hard. Being in a band is, is really, really hard, especially when you have, you know, these different front men and egos and, and all of that battling each other. Glenn, in my experience was just the most generous, kind, wise, you know, he, he really took me under his wing and um, it was, it was hard losing him. You know, like there were, there were certain things like he kept saying, you know, Oh, I'm going to set you up with this or like, uh, Oh, send me, send me your EP when it's done. And like, send me this when when it's done so I can listen to it. And like, he would come back and like take us out to lunch. And, and, um, and there were, I was sometimes afraid to, I was like intimidated a little bit to like yeah, sure. send him unfinished things. I had just finished an EP when he ended up having to go into the hospital. Um, with his intestinal and then he was gone you know um oh, so sorry that's so, a, yeah he was awesome oh that's a bummer yeah. but at least uh you did get to meet him in your lifetime and work with him and that's kind of great too yeah he uh he played played on my guitar like not oh. many people can say that you know oh so yeah yeah the eagles greatest hits album i believe is still the best-selling album of all time i think so yeah and remember it's, people it's they, like they always say like they broke up in 1980 and yet nobody kind of knew because their songs were still so popular for so many years after like no we broke up 10 years ago oh you did yeah. i mean i tell you man. what though like uh you know backstage and everything warming up like those guys were working on they would do harmony rehearsals and everything like right before going on and it was it was insane it, i mean it taught me a lot about the work ethic to be at that level you know and he would always tell these stories about, you know, like when they were living above in the apartment above Jackson Brown and they had all been like partiers and everything like that. And then like they would, it would they'd be like hungover and like still sleeping and they'd hear the tea kettle go off and like then plunking at the piano and they're like, oh God, keep it down. And, and then they were like, oh wait, no, that's, that's how you write songs. You have to work at it every day. <laughs> so, it was like you with your drummer. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, you're, you're oh, the Jackson Brown in this example. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Yeah, so. AJ, that's a good question too. You have a drummer. Do you have other band members? Like, is it the AJ Smith band, or do you have regular like like Billy Joel with Liberty DeVito and stuff? Apparently, you have a Liberty DeVito, but I hope he doesn't throw his drumsticks at you. But uh, yeah, or, you know, like a Mike Del Guiche, right? Or however you say his last name. Um, yeah, we always get it wrong. Yeah, <laughs> Del Guiche. Talk about a talented guy, though. I mean, gosh, have you have you heard him? Like, have you seen? 
um, him do like the uh, the opera. Uh, what is it? Um, yeah, Nessa. Uh, Nessa Dorma. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. That's always in the playlist now. Every single show, he always gives him that one song to spotlight. I yeah. think they. I'd rather hear a Billy Joel song, honestly. Me too. Yeah, but you know, I think it's 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 kind of. I think it's really cool that Billy does that, though. You know that he like spotlights he's, the people in his band. He's like always that, you know? treated his band members great and. Uh, apparently it hasn't been uh, returned a lot. So that's why we just keep making fun of Liberty DeVito because he was always just so angry at Billy Joel all the time. And I'm like, he's an employee. He's got to relax. Yeah. But um, so you do have like a an AJ Smith band. I, I mean, I have like people that I've, I've played with ever since college that, you know, like if I were going to be doing a big tour where I could afford to bring a full band and have a right, boss, right. like I know who I'd be calling and kind of in what order, you know what I mean? But um also, like the reality of that, too, is that some of those friends have gone on and done other things and been in other projects, you know, because yeah. that's sort of just the reality of being an independent artist um, is they've got to take the jobs and the gigs and I can't put anybody on salary yet. So that's big in Nashville, too, is and I'm sure with like Billy and everything is like when you have the ability, you put your your people on salary and you take care of them. They're part of they're an, like you said, an employee now. Um, they're part of your your crew. They're part of your team. So then that way you have first right of refusal on any other dates that they get offered and everything. You know, I guess just uh, Elon's usual ultimate question, because we know what your girlfriend's favorite song is, Elon. Yeah. What's your favorite <laughs> Billy Joel song? <laughs> oh, man. So I know that Billy hates it. I know that it's cliche as heck, but honestly... And I, because, and he hates it because it's like limerky, right? Piano Say man. Modern Woman. Damn it. No, piano, <laughs> piano Man. And the reason it's a very oh, specific, man. it's several specific reasons. Um, one is because that was the song that my mom and I used to sing in the car growing up um, together a lot. It was, it was that one. And then Rolling Stones, you can't always get what you want, which was always when I would like, can we go to McDonald's? She's like, <laughs> you can't always get, you know. She's like, and, it's nine uh, o'clock on a Saturday. We cannot go to McDonald's. <laughs> right. No, like fruit. You're going to have your fruit. So like those were kind of the two songs that my mom and I would sing in the car all the time. And and then I think because, you know, as I got older, I played in bars. You know, I like that became my story um, in, in a lot of ways. And and so then it's sort of, it's still just that song that that resonates with me and, I know that Billy in interviews has been like, oh, it's it's so like limericky and just like, nah, nah, nah. Uh, but to me, I'm like, that's kind of what makes it great because that's also sort of the ho hum of what it feels like being a musician trying to cra- carve out your space in this world. So I know sense. it's cliche, but that's that's my God's honest answer. For Billy Joel, he has to play that song every single night. Do you have certain songs in your repertoire that you feel like every single show I have to play this one song? Yeah, and I hate playing some of those too. So I totally get where he's and I like none of them have been as big or as overplayed at my shows, you know. Like I've got um I mean, you know, some like my any of my old songs sometimes, you know, I'm like, oh gosh, do I really have to play this one? And, but you know, people love it, so you got to. You have to, you gotta play the hits, it's important. I, you yeah. know, I'm the kind of person that would get very angry and write letters if you didn't. So <laughs> <laughs> I like to hear the hits and you got a lot of them. AJ Smith, you got to see his music videos. You go online to ajsmithmusic.com and his music videos are great, let alone his regular music. Obviously, it's on Spotify, I guess, and stuff. And mm-hmm. he has the new one dropping March 4th. 
entitled Nobody. I messed up. We just pushed that back by like two weeks. And the reason why, and I I apologize, because Spotify just added Grammy to big curated playlists on on Spotify. That's wonderful. Um, Yeah, thank you. Uh, So, which is really exciting, but you know, my distributor, they ended up kind of being like, Hey, let's, let's try to ride out this momentum on this song before we drop one more, because again, independent artists, half of the battle is playing the algo game and in, in this new day and age, you know, you don't go after radio like you used to. It's, it's all about right. the streams. Right. So, um, so we we're pushing it back a little bit, but the good news is that we're dropping now, March 4th, we're dropping a music video for Grammy, which we shot. And then now I believe it's March 24th. Um, or 25th uh, is when nobody comes out. So apologies on that. I meant to update you on it. But oh, I, that's uh, all right. <laughs> remember, we were always talking about moving out and how that was released first and no, it didn't go anywhere. And then once, you know, people heard some of the other songs off The Stranger, they re-released it again. That's uh, been working that way for years. And yeah, <laughs> go on uh, on Grammy. I uh, Hopefully that's going to, you know, make a wave. And then when nobody comes out, people will be even more excited. That's very exciting. Congratulations. Yeah, I hope so. Thank That's you. And the video. music video for Nobody features my fiance again. So well, um, smart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's she's like as amazing as she is in the cooler video. She's even better in this one. Yeah, that cooler video is really, really good. I'm t- they don't make videos like that. People don't put a lot of time into videos anymore. And I like that. You know, where, where was that driving? Uh, it was in Kentucky, right across the border um, from Tennessee, you know, like about an hour north of Nashville. I was going to say, you must have traveled very far to find an old fashioned drive in because I don't know whether they even make them anymore. But well, and okay. you know, in the video, we have these like neon lights that are on the side of the uh, drive in. So they didn't have those. And I, I bought them and then I let the guy keep them because he, lo- he loved them so much. Oh, um, oh that's so, great. Yeah. He's like, you can film any video you want here from now on. You got good in my book, kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, much, he owns uh, a drive in. He's got to be that old, right? I don't know. <laughs> Well, AJ, thank you so much for joining us today. Your amazing song, Billy Joel, let alone the other ones you have coming out. We can't wait to see when you're, you know, we will come support you when you are live, at least here in the city. We may travel to see you uh, (laughs) because now you're our favorite person. (laughs) Uh, Thank you guys so much. This has been awesome. I really appreciate it, guys. Yeah. AJ Smith, everybody, on Billy Joel, A2, J Smith. No way, is it? Oh, hey. Oh, won't you take me back? Take-